for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is The Chris Smith Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, final hour together for the week. I'll be back, of course, on Monday at the same time as uh, we crank up into 2024 after celebrating our second birthday at TNT this week. So uh, a a great milestone, um, a very young milestone to be only two years of age, but a lot of foundation work now being done on this incredible radio and television station, which is basically what it is. And uh, we're ready and raring to go for the year. And I hope you can join us and spread the word as much as you possibly can. Spread the word. Now, I've been super critical of electric vehicles. And as you know, we've got situations in the UK and the US where demand has um, waned and supply has been enormous. So you've got car yards full of electric vehicles with no buyers because, you see, it's one thing to pray for evangelism of the electric vehicle sort, as many politicians do. It's another thing to understand what the market will accept. And governments are very good at not caring about what the market says about certain new technology, especially when it comes to green technology. And so they get burnt. And the same thing is happening in two ways in Australia. And these are news stories that have broken in the past 12 hours. Firstly, on the subject of EVs, Australian electric car charging network, EV, will increase prices by up to 43% next week, which is the second rise in about six months. The largest hike in effect from Thursday, the 18th of January, will be applied to its slowest charges, 22 kilowatts, which are planned to increase in price from 35 cents per kilowatt per hour to 50 cents per kilowatt per hour. EV's 50 kilowatt fast charges will increase from 50 cents per kilowatt hour to 58 cents per kilowatt hour, up 16%. The 150 kilowatt super fast chargers, which everyone seems to gravitate to, will increase from 60 cents to 68, which is up 13%, and it goes on and on. What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells you is the fact that the take-up of charging systems has been slow. Therefore, not enough people are allowing EV to make a profit, so they've got to put the prices up, and there simply are not enough charges being employed and built around the country. This is exactly what we feared would happen. One thing to build cars and put them on parking lots or car sales lots and expect people to buy them. It's another thing for the market to operate and fulfill that supply. That's not occurring. It's not occurring in the United States in particular. So now we're seeing the first signs in Australia, and these are the first signs, of a similar trend. Meanwhile, second story, once again, a story which has broken over the past 12 hours. More than three, have a listen to this, more than three years after ChargePoint stopped maintaining its electric car chargers in Australia, the US firm has confirmed its departure from the market. In other words, for them to be involved in the EV market does not make them money. Does that ring a bell when it comes to renewables and other green kind of ventures that try and stop us from emitting CO2? Of course it does. So ChargePoint will cease Australian operations next month 
turning off its charges right across 50 stations. In an email to the company's members, ChargePoint told its customers it will no longer maintain a presence in Australia from the 1st of February, shutting down its application and network of 46 charging stations in New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland and South Australia. That is a huge dent in the market. But if the market was lively enough to accept the uptake and the service that they provided, they wouldn't have to shut down, would they? Simple economics. Until the end of January, its charges can only be accessed by using an RFID card, such as a credit card or dedicated charge point card, though the brand's dedicated app no longer functions. So they're, they're virtually shut down part of their sales process anyway, even before shutting down next month. See, it's one thing to hear the evangelism from the likes of climate change minister Chris Bowen in Australia about how EVs, everyone will be driving an electric vehicle, although they can't travel far, we'll all be driving them. And of course, Australia's size has got nothing to do with that, much. But it's another thing to understand what the market will endure and what the market can supply and what the market thinks the public will do. And I would believe the market well before I would believe a government evangelist any day. This is TNT. Talk that matters. For once, we just need to do what's best for this damn country and not what's best for the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, he is the leader of the New South Wales Libertarian Party. Yes, previously the Liberal Democratic Party, but now the Libertarian Party. His name is John Ruddick. He's an MLC. In other words, for those who are listening in other parts of the world, that is a member of the Legislative Council, which is like an upper house, a house of approval, a house of, um, I guess, review, which is, you know, technically what it is, to the lower house, the House of Representatives, if you understand what I mean. John Ruddick, welcome. Happy New Year once again. Very good to see you, Chris. Looking forward to it. Now, are we doing this, this time next week is, or in two weeks, it's Australia Day. Are we, are we broadcasting on Australia Day? Well, I'll be broadcasting on Australia Day. Yeah, yeah. If you I'll want to broadcast, here. you can. You don't have to. No, no, I'll be here. I love it. Yeah, good. Because people will be trying to get their, you know, their fill, whether it be in Australia or elsewhere. But that is a really good place to start. This is quite a story. Um, Wokeworths, sorry, sorry, sorry. Woolworths and now Aldi have dramatically dumped selling Australia Day merchandise. People have gone off their nut about this. And I know people across the road who I bumped into yesterday after doing a little bit of mowing of the lawn who were irate and were urging me on to mention it right here. I cannot believe how traitorous this is. Opposition leader Peter Dutton is under fire now from government because he dared to say, to the public that they should boycott the supermarket giants. Well, I won't be walking into an Aldi and Woolworths uh, for at least a year until they work out exactly who they represent and who their customers are. John? Yes, well, I agree with you 100%. Where I live, it's about uh, equal distance walking to a Coles, a Woolies, an Aldi and an IGA. Uh, so, look, uh, look, uh, KB Thatcher is somebody who uh, tweets a fair bit and she put out a tweet which went right off this week saying she's going to boycott um, at uh, Woolworths on Australia Day, I'm going to boycott it for the rest of my life. I mean, yeah, why uh, not? You know, I mean, we've got to send these people a message. You know, when I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, Chris, when Australia Day would approach, 
there might be one article, one opinion piece in the Sydney Morning Herald each year saying, "Oh, why are we doing this? Attacking Australia Day?" Okay, but it'd be it'd be one opinion piece, and it would annoy us. Okay, but that little thing has now grown, whereas now it gets the anti-Australia Day campaign yeah. gets bigger every year. Hmm. Okay, but 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 the people don't like don't agree with it. It's just the it's just the the chattering classes, you know, the, the people who write the opinion pages. Yes. So look, look, let's muscle up. I'm with Peter Dutton on this occasion. Let's muscle up. Uh, and and look, I, I don't know. Coles usually fall through all this garbage as well. And I, I've got to say, I, 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 but I don't know whether they have yet. I think they are still displaying it. So look, thank you, Coles. IGA is always good. I can't believe Audi would fall for all this garbage. I mean, they were meant to be the super-duper, low-cost, efficient, not care about or anything else. I don't know why they've done it. I'm very disappointed with Audi. Exactly. I don't know whether you caught the um, the cartoon today, which is in the Australian, um, but this was a beauty. Um, it had a group of shoppers at Wokeworth's turning up to have a look at the Australia Day collection to purchase. Uh, they were standing next to a shop assistant with blue hair, of course, and um, she said to them, Australia Day merchandising here, knock yourself out. And there were caps with um, great fun Australia Day items like Sovereignty Never Seated, uh, Invasion Day, there were T-shirts, Voice, Treaty and Truth. Um, there was a, a cap that said, you are on stolen Aboriginal land. Um, another beautiful red T-shirt, pay the rent. This is what it is an extension of, another opportunity to say sorry, John. Look, I truly believe, Chris, these, how can you not love Australia? Half the world would cut off their right arm if they could come and live in Australia. Australia yep. is still a young country, and look at all that we have achieved. From that little, that little event on the 26th of January, 1788, we have built a magnificent civilization that, that we're the envy of the world, despite having bad leadership. Uh, and, you know, there is every country in the world has a national day. Just, just, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. I can't think of any other country that has this, this, uh, this unrelenting war against the national day. I mean, uh, uh, even the lefties in America who are out of control, it's not like they go around saying, oh, we hate the July the 4th. OK, every country's got their little day. And uh, I think it's appalling. Let's keep fighting on on this front. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do over the weekend, because I'm going to go and spend a hundred bucks at Coles. Just, yeah. Just to give, uh, like, buy all that, buy all the Australia Day stuff. Okay, just to sort of, you know, hopefully Coles can uh, hold the line. My son and I were painting the fence earlier today, and it's not a pleasurable job in 35 degree heat and humidity. And we happened to go up and get, we needed some more brushes and we were on the way to Bunnings to get brushes and we passed a Woolworths and we were thirsty as hell. We really wanted a Coke, right? And um, he said, uh, hang on, let's drop me off here and I'll jump in and get some Coke from Woolies. I said, no way. I, I use other words than that. Yeah. But I said, no bloody way. We yeah. went off to Bunnings, thirsty as hell. Uh, if I'd have found a Coles, I would have shopped there. But there was no way in hell I was going to walk into that joint. Well, I would... We've got to maintain the rage, Chris. I mean, yeah. people are upset for the next two weeks. Yeah. Look, we've got to send them a serious message. You know, yeah. I, I'm convinced 75% of Australians love Australia Day. Okay, yeah. absolutely. So so that's a, that's, a, that's a huge part of the market. So uh, let's hope that, you know, we, 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 we saw with Bud Light last year when they came out with it. Was, yeah. I think it was the anniversary just a couple of days ago. When they came out with their radical stuff, 
and it hurt them massively. Then they backed down. Well, I think we can do the same here with uh, stupid Woolworths. Won't I work. agree. On our chat box on TNTradio.live, Mother Cuckoo has posted, always love your show, Chris, from the United Kingdom. Didn't know there was still a Woolworths. We lost ours decades ago. Well, maybe that would be quite preferable for Australians right now, Mother Cuckoo. Thank you very much for your input. So while we're still in Australia, let's talk about the story out of Perth, WA, which you have commented on off air to me. And I hadn't caught up with it, but this is just appalling again. It says there's a push on to regulate smoking on private property, in other words, in people's own backyards or homes. Talk about encroaching on your private space. Get out of my face. Uh, well, libertarians believe uh, very, very strongly in private property rights, and we believe that a man's house is his castle, which means he's the king of his castle. Yeah. Now, now what? Now, now what? What? The, what? This proposal is trying to do. They want the state government to bring in a law and to say that you can't smoke in your own backyard. Now, we all know smoking's stupid. Some people like it, and they've got the freedom to go and do it. Some people don't smoke much. They might have one or two a day. That's their choice, okay? Some people die of smoking. That's their choice. They're stupid, but that's what happens. Now, what would happen is they want to bring in a law uh, to say you can't smoke in your backyard. Now, how's that going to be enforced? Are we going to have police going around and checking in backyards? Now, what, what has triggered this is, is that there's two neighbours. They obviously don't like each other. That happens. That happens. And and one of them's got asthma and the one next door to them smokes. Now, we don't need a law to address this. No. Okay? Because, now, look, if there was a situation where somebody is polluting the air next to their neighbour, we don't need... They can go and take civil action against them and, and the judge might find... Uh, yes, that there is too much pollution, and they they can they can penalise the person causing it. But we don't need a law. This can be a civil action, a tort, and uh, this 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 is just this is the mood we've got at the moment. You know, you see a little problem. Oh well, we need it. We need to make the government more powerful to get rid of that problem. So no. no, I support the right of people to have a cigarette in their backyard if they so choose. Exactly, we can do as we wish. Although they continually try and make rules and regulations, at least local councils, that prevent us from doing what we like in our own place. I want to take a quick break, if I may, John. We'll come back with you. Talk about what's happening in Germany and farmers, and also US news too with John Ruddick, MLC. Back after a second on TNT. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website. 
thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, interesting. A couple of other points being made on the chat box. Uh, If you'd like to be part of that, just simply go to tntradio.live and have your say. And what I do, I kind of, um, you know, use your comments on a pitch-hit basis so, um, you know, if I grab some of them, but not all of them, um, depending on what we're talking about at the time. But if you want to get straight to where and have you say, you can jump on the talkback lines, take when it, any one of our numbers and jump on. It is uh, something that we encourage you to do, even when we have the likes of John Ruddick and Jim Ball, as we have this hour on the program. You too can be part of the conversation uh, from the United States or Canada, one 888 From the UK, 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, 1-800-670-310. John Ruddick, farmers in Germany are following in the footsteps of their Dutch counterparts, but um, this is a little bit more involved. They've taken to the streets for a third consecutive day. They've formed a convoy to blockade thoroughfares in protest against crippling tax hikes on diesel. German railway employees have also commenced a strike, demanding higher wages and paralysing rail traffic. The government is on the nose, but is the media supportive? This is the first I've heard of this. This should be massive news. It should be on the Channel 9 and Channel 7, 6pm news in Sydney. Of course, it's not. It's being ignored. Now, Germany is the biggest economy in Europe. Germany is a powerhouse and Germany is a great nation. Uh, now, what's happening here is, you're right, it started in the little the little Netherlands. The Netherlands is about 20% the size of Germany. Germany's, you know, it's got the biggest population of Europe as well. Germany is actually, Germany does not have one city in it that's uh, bigger than sort of Brisbane. Okay, Germany is a very rural country. There's a ton of little country towns in Germany. Berlin's their biggest city, and it's not a very big city. Okay, so uh, now these farmers, uh, this they are reacting to crazy global boiling policies. This is what it is all about. Yeah. Now, who understands the natural world better than a farmer? Because Spot on. Their livelihood depends upon it. They look up. They look at the the wind and the temperatures and the rain and the, everything. Okay, the seasons. They live according to nature because they've got a financial incentive to keep an eye on the on the weather. Mm. Now, um, they and farmers all around the world are the most sensible, common sense people, and they don't believe in global boiling. Now, the inner city people in Newtown or in the middle of Berlin, the kids. The blue-haired people, they all believe in global boiling, but they don't know the first thing about nature. Now, this thing in Germany where they are coming with their tractors and, and other people, you know, I think the trades are striking now, uh, they, are, they are reacting to this global boiling policy. Uh, now, now, I am not generally in favour, Chris, of people blockading public roads, okay? When it happens, when climate, when global boiling fanatics do it in Sydney, I'm against it. I'm in favour of the police removing them. So then how do we reconcile that with our support for what the German farmers do? Well, what I say to that is, 
look, if you're combating communism, yes, come out onto the street and do all that you can, because that's what global boiling is at the end of the day. It is it is a sophisticated form of communism. Yes. They want a really big government to boss us all around. That's what it's all about. And, and you know, they're having record snow in Sweden right now, which is right next door to Germany. So the global boiling hasn't materialised, but the global boiling agenda just keeps going on. But, you know, there's, there's an election in uh, Germany in about 18 months' time. And the left, the, the latest opinion polls are showing you know, a massive support for the mainstream right-wing party. Yeah. And there's this Alternative for Germany party, which is you know, an alternative right party, and they are going to win by a mile, according to the polls, and it's all because of stuff like this. So I support yeah. the German farmers. Yeah, exactly. Stop the symbolism, stop the woke policy and the and the hardship that you're about to bring on people for no advantage whatsoever. Stop it. People are too smart for this stuff. All right, I want to go to the United States. If Anthony Fauci is prepared to pillory his own social distancing rules, which was a bit of a turn up to do that in Congress this week, um, I wonder what else he'll come clean on. At least this is a start, right? Well, it is it is a start. I think he stumbled. I mean, he's the biggest COVID crook of all time. Uh, so he's come out and he's he was asked by Congress, and you know you can't lie in the Congress, or you be, or you go to jail if you lie to Congress. Uh, they haven't really been enforcing that lately, but anyway, that's what's meant to happen. Now, now he he was appearing at Congress and he was asked, look, what was the science behind social distancing? And he came out and he said, oh well, we sort of just made it up as we came along. <laughs> now the, the whole COVID thing was BS. Okay, the vaccines mm. were BS. Masks were BS. Lockdowns were BS. Stupid social distancing, you know. Remember, you could you could go to the pub, but you you, you couldn't stand up. And you, yeah, you, it was all a hysteria. It was all. Now, not many people agree with this position I've got here, Chris. But this is what I truly believe. I now I don't believe that the COVID thing was sort of organised. I don't believe there was this cabal at the top of the world saying this is what we're going to do. I think it just spontaneously happened uh, because of the hatred of Donald Trump. This thing just sort of came together and people people sort of subconsciously thought, all these Trump haters out there, they thought, look, we've got this bad flu. Bad flu's happened yeah, from time to time. What, you, what? I think this is a great argument. I think this has got a lot of legs in that argument. Yeah. They, they, the, the fanaticism against Trump was intense, yep. right? At, at that time, it was. Yes, that's right. And they and they just thought, and Trump was on track to win this time four years ago. The betting markets gave him about a 75% chance of winning this time four years ago. And then a, a bad flu came along. Of course, COVID was a bad flu, okay? This happens. This is just a, a freak of nature. And they just said, look, let's get this flu and let's make it 20 times worse than it is. Let's just hype, hype, hype it up and let's and then let's blame it all on Trump. Now, it was an American thing, but the whole world follows the American media. You could be a reporter in Zimbabwe or Bhutan or Bulgaria. If you get, if you're a journalist at the major party in, in a major newspaper in Bulgaria, you wake up in the morning. You say, "What's the New York Times talking about? What's the Washington Post talking about? What's uh, CNN talking about?" America, the American me media cycle sets the agenda for the whole world. So they all just went along with all this garbage and this social distancing thing. You know, is the biggest joke of all time. But everybody fell for it, Chris, except yep. for about twenty percent of us. My, I just hope the people that fell for the nonsense can sit back and have some introspection and say, well, they did lie to us about that, so maybe they're lying to us about other things like global boiling. Well, as you know, and I've said it many, many times here, I got so many things wrong within the pandemic, and 
some of those measures I got wrong and the whole idea that we needed to lock down, I got wrong. Um, and we were hearing from eminent epidemiologists who were saying the same thing as the government. They were convincing every member of the media who dared to question what was going on. But anyway, having said that, you were out there defying the cops at, and protesting, but you people were all spot on the money. You know, those freedom marches were, were an enormous amount of fun. We'd all been locked up for months for no bloody good reason, okay? Yeah. And all these, all the tens of thousands of magnificent people, a lot of them were ethnic people from Western Sydney. Yeah. We were very upset about it. We weren't vaxxed. We weren't socially distancing, Chris, and we weren't wearing masks. And we, 40,000 of us went out into the streets in July 2021. And, and, and Gladys Berejiklian and Zali Stegel and Peter Fitzsimons and all the worst people in Australia said, oh, my God, it's going to be a super spreader. It's going to be a super spreader. Not one person got COVID at the freedom rallies. Because we now know you can't catch COVID outside. You catch it inside. Yeah. Okay? That's a, that's a, the New York Times has admitted that. Yeah. So, so it was all garbage. Which and- is why lockdowns are so ridiculous, because you yes. ensure that people pass on the bloody virus. Now, that's one quick thing. I've only got a couple of minutes. On the presidential campaign, there's been a bit of talk this week again about the likelihood of Michelle Obama running. Um, it's starting to gain legs too. Michelle Obama gave a about a half hour interview on a podcast early this week, and she said she she she's terrified about this campaign. Now, now she's she's undermining Joe Biden, and her husband is out there nonstop undermining Joe Biden through leaks to the paper. They say Obama says he's really worried about the campaign. Now, why are they doing this? Why are the Obamas yeah. and their mate David Axelrod? Yeah. Why are they leaking and going on podcasts and saying the campaign's going bad? It's because they're going to get rid of Joe, Chris. Yeah, yeah. This is the way to do it. You know, you start to put a few holes in the trunk of the tree and sure enough, the branches begin to wane. Absolutely. There is a campaign of destabilisation. It's run by the most powerful person in America and his name is Barack Obama. Now, I think my best guess, these things are hard to judge, but my best guess, he wants his wife uh, to go into to be the president. That's what I think is the plan. A week ago when we spoke, you could put a dollar on Michelle Obama to be the next president. You get about $60 back. Today you get $20 back, okay? So the, the odds are coming in. And uh, look, she, she, she successfully created this perception that she's not interested in politics. And that's the biggest lie of all time. She is compl- she is acutely <laughs> political and she is acutely ambitious. And she I think she wants to be the president. So watch this space. It's going to be dramatic. All right, let me get back to Wokeworths for a second. And thank you, Keith, for sending this in from Milpera in Sydney Southwest. Chris, Wokeworths is down 55 cents today on the ASX. Okay. Well, they are. Uh, you go woke and you go broke, John. Well, let, let's let's maintain the rage. Let's keep the pressure on them. I mean, I'm seriously. I'm not going to just boycott them on Australia Day. I'm not. I, I'm going to avoid them at all costs. And and that and they've got a ton of other brands. You know, it's not just the Woolworths supermarkets. It's big, big w. w. I think they've got uh, the beat. They got what liquor shops and they got lots of things. So no, no, no. Let, let's let's hurt them where it counts. Yep, exactly. Hey, good to have you on once again. Good to see you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk on Australia Day, hopefully. Yes, absolutely, Chris. Looking forward to it. All right. Good on you. Thank you, John. John Ruddick, MLC, the leader of the New South Wales Libertarian Party, and it's always great to have him on the program. The most politically incorrect former radio host in the Southern Hemisphere, Jim Ball, is up next, but we've got to get you some news right here on TNT. TNT Radio. Live. The station, the first to broadcast. Breaking news. TNT Radio News.
Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. With support from Australia and Canada, the United States and Britain have launched large-scale retaliatory strikes against Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen. A new bombshell report released by the Pentagon has revealed the US has lost track of over $1 billion worth of military equipment it has sent to Ukraine. And Hunter Biden appeared briefly in an LA courtroom on Thursday, the first son pleading not guilty to nine federal tax crimes. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT Radio. Okay. All right. I love my next guest. Not in you know, that that kind of sense. But I love having him on, and I know you do too because the chat box goes berserk and so do emails into the program. Um, if you'd like to have a word with the one and only Jim Ball, by all means, jump on our talkback lines from Australia and New Zealand, one eight hundred six seven zero three one zero from the UK, 0330024-1026, and from the US, and Canada, one triple eight two zero one six four two five. Jim Ball is a former nighttime talkback host at 2UE and 2GB, broadcasting to a national audience, and we love having him on. Jim Ball, Happy New Year to you. And you too, Chris. I think uh, we've been on, I've been on once before this oh, year. Oh, we have, we were on last week. You were too. of uh, January, yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. I forgot all about that. that. That's what happens when you have fun, you, you forget all about it. I must say, i got to tell you, this summer, uh, this summer, normally this time of year it's dead. Yeah. But uh, this summer it's it's really alive. It's great for if you're a news junkie. Yeah, a political junkie. Correct. In the United States, yep. here in Australia, no natural there's, disasters, but plenty of news to talk about. There's Let's something talk like 40 about, elections over the next 12 months around the world. 40, wow. Four Massive. Zero, yeah. mm. Let's talk about Woolies and Aldi. Um, they've just turned on our national day. Um, one of our listeners have just told us they've dropped on the ASX by 55 cents. But it reminds us too, and we forget about this, of their... Ownership allegiances. Woolies and Aldi are not Australian, are they? Look, I, I, I'm not quite sure what the uh, what the shareholding is, but I know Aldi's German. Woolies, yep. I, I, I assume that there's a, a big Australian shareholding involved. What invo what um, I find interesting in this is superficially, it's very easy to be uh, triggered and outraged by the whole the whole business. And rightly so. Uh, Woolworths, they've dropped the mask uh, of being the fresh food friendly people to uh, an un-Australian outfit, as, as you mentioned, uh, Wokeworths. Mm. And, that, and uh, quite frankly, I think the average Australian is sick to death of being lectured on social policies and social issues by the big corporates. They got their ass kicked in October on the 14th, yeah. right? Well, they didn't um, learn. No, that, they're slow learners. But the interesting thing about it is that why do this two weeks and make a big deal out of it two weeks prior to Australia Day? Mm. Why not just, uh, we're not doing it anymore, you don't tell anyone, it just doesn't happen. Mm. It was almost like it was a deliberate poke in the eye yeah. to the average consumer. I can't think of why you would do it unless you were looking for some pub some cheap publicity um, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And Robert Robert says, Robert on the chat box says, Coles is an Australian-born company, West Farmers, of course. Yes. Uh, Aldi is German. And if you look in Mr. Google or Miss Google, 
Uh, Woolworths International Australia is a wholly owned subsidiary of the South African-based Woolworths Holdings Limited. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, They think nothing of uh, selling merch for Halloween. There's the, uh, I think it's Hindu Light Festival, Diwali or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Australia Day, I mean, the biggest, not the biggest event in Australia's year, but the the coming together uh, with the exception of uh, a few naysayers, uh, the average Australian looks forward to Australia Day. It's it's kind of built it it's built into you from mother's milk from when yep. you're a child. Yep. Australia Day, it's part of summer, the 26th of January, 1788, and all of that. Yeah, and. Um, I just think that it's they've they've made a wrong call. Look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and here it is: that the average Australian probably has their Australia Day merch. They bought it five, six, seven years ago, and they don't need to buy any new thongs or hats <laughs> no. or towels or whatever. <laughs> and they've probably got it. And Woolworths put that out every year, and it doesn't sell. So they decided that well, what's the point? Everyone's got their Australia Day gear. That's being kind about it, giving them the. Uh, the benefit of the doubt but um yeah you look at it in the context of i think it's 77 councils that are now no longer doing uh australia day ceremonies yeah. uh there's at times of the year where various councils or public utilities don't fly the australian flag they uh, lower it in favor of the aboriginal flag uh then it just the whole thing looks like part of an, an entire multi-pronged attack on one of our one of our uh, iconog um, one of our icon days, it just looks like it's part of that ongoing campaign yeah. to delegitimise Australia Day. But what do they want? Like, do do should we take away what colonialism has brought to this country? Should we take away our hospitals? Should we take away oh, right. our legal uh, framework? System. So therefore, yep. take away the courts. Yep. Take away police. Yep. Um, maybe we should take away hot and Western, cold running well, water. Well, we're talking the, the corpus of Western civilization yeah. uh, and British law and all those yeah. things. That and give everything back to the indigenous people. And say, yeah, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah. You know, um, I look. I don't know uh, a lot of most all of those people that are bitching and whinging and moaning about this stuff. All of them were born, I would suspect, around about uh, well, post World War Two. There'd yeah. be a few that are much older. They have lost nothing. I keep hearing that, oh, what's been stolen from uh, us? Nothing has been stolen from you. The, the ones that I think we're coming to it later will be the uh, the people in the remote regions and areas. But those that are doing the moaning about it, they have lost absolutely nothing and they are just beating it up for their own personal political gain. Spot on. Now, yeah. Tony from Stanmore. By the way, Kmart, that, I believe they started all of this. They no longer stock uh, Australia Day stuff either. Then it was then it was Aldi, then now it's Woolies. And then the knock-on. Right, okay. Yeah. Tony from Stanmore in Sydney has sent us an email. Chris, I've been to a couple of shops to stock up on Australian Day merchandise. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. You do something like this, people become contra-suggestible, and they mm. may not have planned to go out and get their Australia Day thongs or mm. their flags, but they're going to go and do that now. Just to stick one up them, yeah. Just to stick it up them. And he says, P.S., when Jim Ball is on, I have a ball. There you go. You got a fan there. Haven't heard that before. <laughs> no, not much. Not many times. Um, now I, I want to get to Sib's call, who's on 
our talkback lines. He sure. wants to we, he yep. wants to take us to the American GOP presidential race. Siv, welcome. G'day. Uh, yeah, I, I did want to take you there, but just a brief brief word on that whole polls. Oh, sorry, the whole Woolworths thing. Look, I think I think a lot of this is we've got a bunch of Australian Marxists doing a lot of this. We've got a bunch of Australian Marxists in the corporate world or the political world doing all, all this. They've repackaged Marxism and a lot of these people are about breaking their eggs to make their omelets. And even if you don't follow politics, even if you don't consume it, somehow I think average Australia instinctively knows these, what these people are about and they don't want any truck with it. So I, 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 I'm Can glad I just... to see that people are... Here you go. Leon Trotsky, uh, years ago, he was part of the Russian Revolution in 1917. He made the point, and I often use it in things that I write, and he said, look, you may not be interested in politics, but politics is interested in you. So yes. people may say, I don't, I don't listen to politics. I don't. Well, that's too bad because uh, everything you do, everything you, you plan on doing, everything you've done, there's a political element to it. You probably don't realise right. it, and you don't think it, think of it through that prism, that that lens. Mm. But everything is politics, whether you like it or not. That's that's that's. I, I'd agree with that entirely. Now, just on the hey, hey listen, Siv, before you move on yeah, to mate. that other topic involving the yeah. presidential race, can I just yeah. um, say something to both of you on the same topic? This is what has been posted today by the Queensland MP, federal MP Bob Catter, the independent MP. And we know how much of a proud Australian he is. Um, on the basis of this email, the day will come when the Anzac Day Parade will be banned. Yep. RSLs will close and Australian soldiers will wear a different uniform. He says, my great-great-great-grandfather watched as his friends died in the Boer War. My grandfather watched and bled as his friends died in World War One and Two. My grandfather watched as his friends and brothers died in the Depression of 32. My father watched as his friends died in Korea. I watched my friends die in Vietnam, East Timor and Desert Storm. Our sons and daughters watched and bled as their friends died in Afghanistan and Iraq. None of them died for the Afghanistan and Iraq flag. Every Australian died for the Australian flag. As the Victorian high school foreign students raised a Middle East flag on a school flagpole, Australian students took it down. Guess who were ex student Guess who the ex students were? West Australian high school students were sent home because they wore T-shirts with the Australian flag printed on them. Enough is enough, he says. This message needs to be viewed by every Australian, and every Australian needs to stand up for Australia. We're bent over to appease. Long enough. I'm taking a stand. I'm standing up because of the hundreds of thousands who died fighting the wars for this country and for the Australian flag. And shame on anyone who tries to make this a racist message. Australians, stop giving away your rights. This is our country. This statement do does not mean I'm against immigration. You are welcome here in my country. Welcome to come legally, get a sponsor, learn the language, get a job, pay your taxes. If you don't want to forward this for fear of offending someone, then you're part of the problem. We've gone so far the other way, bent out over backwards not to offend anyone. Only Australians seem to care when Australian citizens are being offended. Wake up, Australia. If you do not pass this on, may your fingers cramp. There you go. There's Bob Catterford. <laughs> Good old Bob. He, yeah. says it. Tells... he says it well. Yeah, Sid, what did you want to say? Uh, yeah, briefly, just on um, the GOP thing, 
Um, what do you make of all the stuff going on with the Republicans? Do you think in the end Donald Trump will win, or do you think all of, all of his legal troubles are going to have some impact? Because I know you've got all these squishy Republicans like yeah. Haley and the rest. You know, oh, she she, she reminds Haley reminds me of a goody two shoes schoolgirl. Uh, who wants to be the head prefect and the hall monitor, and she sucks sucking up. I mean, just her whole body language reeks of that description I just made. Uh, that's on her. Uh, look, Trump, I think I'm 100% certain will get the nomination for the Republicans. Now, we quite frankly don't know who the Democrat candidate will be. One thing is for sure, I don't think... Uh, well, here's me saying it's for sure, and I don't think. <laughs> what I mean is, I don't think it'll be Joe Biden. I think he'll get ditched. And I, a wild suggestion by Vivek Ramaswamy the other day was that he'll get ditched, and guess who will be inserted? Not Michelle Obama, Nikki Haley. Oh, yeah, because they know that Nick, they can beat Nikki Haley. They can beat. That's why the Democrats are pushing for her to win. They can actually beat Nikki Haley, and that's that's yeah. they can't they can't and do anything as, about Trump. They could just, as far just as Trump's Chris. legal problems go, look, uh, who knows? I think uh, the one in Georgia now is looking really shaky because of what's happened with that Fannie Willis. Yeah, and she was screwing the the prosecutor who, and she was paying him a million dollars, and he was using the money to duchess her around the world on cruises to the Caribbean, and so it's looking really really dodgy. Mm. Uh, the New York one, Letitia James. That one, I reckon that'll get overturned on appeal. Uh, and even the Jack Smith one is looking a little shaky as well. So, and quite frankly, Trump can still run as president, uh, even if he's in jail. Mm -hmm. There's nothing yeah. stopping that at all. So, look, it's all up in the air. Whenever I read about the latest poll, I turn the page because really, we don't, it's so far, it's 10, 11 months out. Yeah. Mm. Good on you, Siv. We've lost him anyway. Siv, thank you very much for being part of the program. A couple of quick comments from viewers who are on the chat box. Nev says, the major shareholders of Woolworths and Coles are internationalists and couldn't care less about Australia. Ben Ducci, the CEO of Woolworths, is just a sock puppet taking orders. Chris writes, Woolworths, Aldi and Kmart are doing what their hedge fund investors have told them in the implementation of DEI and ESG and CRT. Yep. This yep. comes from Larry Fink and BlackRock. It is yep. going exactly down that path, isn't Absolutely. it, Absolutely. I wrote a piece on this earlier this week about Fink and BlackRock and uh, how that whole – it was yesterday on the super funds, how the super funds in Australia – uh, becoming very, very powerful. And I said, whenever I read about the super funds in this particular article, I think Larry Fink and BlackRock yeah. and how they are trying to change behaviour, for no, force change of behaviour. He's actually said that on television. Yeah. They're about forcing behaviour change. Let's um, extend our little segment because there are, are a couple of other issues, one involving Indigenous control in West Australia and also the ABC that I want to get to you about. So we'll take a break now and come back with Jim Ball and Chris Smith on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. What is TNT about? Well, it seems to be in line with what I try to be about, telling the truth. The truth is very, very important. Let's put it this way. The pursuit of the truth is very, very important. So if you hide the truth, distort the truth, look at things at only one angle so you don't see the other angles, how can you possibly get to the solution? What is truth? Well, water freezes at 32. 
the sun rises in the east. A new study that's coming out is claiming, once again, that the rapid rise of sea surface temperatures is being caused by man-made emissions. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. If you're going to heat a pot of water, do you use a sun lamp? Do you use a blow dryer? Or do you use a stove? If the stove was turned off and then it was turned on, what do you think is going to happen to the pot of water? If you actually look at what's been going on with sea surface temperatures, they began to increase when there was an increase in underwater volcanic activity. Now, the solar scientists, and I'm very good friends with a lot of them, keep saying we're going into a grand solar minimum. Well, that may be fine, but the temperature keeps rising. Why would it keep rising? If you cannot attribute it to a natural driver, then it must be man-made. Do you believe it's man-made? Well, why would something like the atmosphere warm up the ocean when the ocean has more energy? So we're pursuing the truth here. I may not be right, I believe I'm right, but believing it's knowing are two different things, but you have to be in pursuit of the truth. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Thanks for listening and being a part of The Chris Smith Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, Chris doesn't even think there'll be a U.S. election. They will deliberately get into a war emergency. That's how scared they are of him. Yeah. That would be the ultimate way. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought of that too, yeah. 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 All right, I want to talk and about- And they're so devious, these people. They'll stop at nothing. Trump is not meant to get his feet under the Resolute Desk. And they'll stop at nothing, even if yeah. it means exactly what you've just described. Yeah. All right. Now, another massive gesture from a white government, another chance to say we're very, very sorry for what we didn't do, but maybe our ancestors did. 8% of Western Australia will now be under Indigenous control. <laughs> Please explain. Well, I can't. Now, look, <laughs> reading the story, I thought this is a this is a headline in search of a story um, because there wasn't enough, uh, I suppose, meat on the bones. But just a, a bit of historical perspective. It was back in 1966, 200 Gurindji um, um, stockmen uh, at Wavehill Station, uh, led by Vincent Lingiari. There's now a seat in the Northern Territory named after him. They were there was a, a strike and it lasted for seven years. And in August '75, Gough Whitlam went up there. The famous photograph of him passing soil through his hands into the hands of uh, Lingiari. Yeah, right. And Paul and, Kelly wrote um, a song about it. Yeah, he did. That's correct. He did. That's right. And he said words, and I'm reading it here. Um, Vincent Lingiari, I solemn, solemnly hand to you the deeds as proof of, in Australian law that the, these lands belong to the Gurindji people. So it made for a great photo op at the time. But then I think, well, okay, great or photo, great uh, photo op goth, but what actually happened? What came of all of that? And, well, we know the answer, nothing. It was purely there as a photo opportunity. So if this latest thought bubble out of WA um, – 
this latest initiative uh, comes to fruition, I guess we won't know for many years, even decades, exactly how it's going to be borne out. And I've got a, a few questions about which aren't answered in the in the story, and and uh, there seems to be quite a few uh, reservations by various parties as to whether this goes ahead. It's got to go to Parliament first. So we're talking 8% of WA landmass. That is 20 million hectares, and there's only 12,000 people occupying those 20 million hectares. So we're basically saying, and if if I read it correctly, uh, here are the keys of the car. We've screwed this up. You have a go. You drive for a bit and see what you can make of it. But my questions are, and I'm just, I've made a list here. So assuming everything as is sketched out per the, uh, the article, the question then becomes one of what does it look like? How will it operate? Who will be in charge? Will there be a constitution? Will there be elections? Will the governing authority be like a PLO? <laughs> you know, one man, one vote once. Uh, will we see tribal cronyism um, and corruption, of course, in play? Can the idea be reversed uh, like we did with ATSIC? We abolished it. It was abolished bipartisan. Or will it be permanent? Will whistle-stop towns and villages pop up with schools and health centres and so on? Will grog be banned? Uh, will they be allowed to develop uh, attractions like hotels and casinos? Will there be interference from city folk and educated Aboriginal elites? What about where environmental and mining issues clash with state and federal governments? Mm. What happens, Chris, and this is the critical one, and I see, so we don't know, whether is this a form of self-government? Is it a territory like the ACT or a territory like uh, the Northern Territory? We simply don't know. The article doesn't say. But here's the, the one that bothers me. If it, if it somehow does become a territory or, or an entity in its own right, um, what about if China comes knocking with a Belt and Road type uh, yeah. initiative trying to manipulate and gain a foothold with yeah. um, the cargo cult stuff, mm. promises of baubles, bangles and beads? I and bet so they have not considered one of your points in making this proposal. Well, they're just basic questions. What what does it? Well, first one is what does this thing look like? Yeah. Let's have a look under the bonnet and check it out. Yeah. But none like, of those questions are answered in the article. No. It just at the moment it feels like uh, it's a slow news day, um, and I like Paige uh, Paige Taylor's work. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, a slow news day. Let's run this, run this up the flagpole two weeks out from Australia Day. Aboriginal stuff. Blah 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 blah, and just see what comes of it all, but there's questions to be answered. Yeah, there's questions to be answered by the Prime Minister about why he has turned his back on Indigenous Australia. Now, this seems to be bubbling under the surface. A lot of people are briefing journalists in writing stories like this. It's not from one individual. There are more than one, and I have a feeling that they are dead set um, hurt and they feel totally thrown under the bus mm. by a government that went to a referendum, all guns blazing, did it badly, by the way, badly in every sense of the word, 
and now they've just dumped them. What are they doing about closing the gap? They have come up with nothing since that referendum. And the uh, opposition, including Jacinta Price, has come up with a whole heap that should be pursued. Mm. Nothing from the Prime Minister. Yeah. Look, except rhetoric. You know, an example of that. Uh, what we want to do, we can close the gap in education, in health and housing. In all of these issues, we have to go about it in different ways. Well, oh. thanks a lot, Sherlock. Uh, everyone would like to see the gap closed, but we've got to get more than just empty rhetoric, and that's what that is. Mm. Uh, I don't think they know what to do, Chris. I think nah. step one, step one would be to move uh, the bureaucracy from Canberra out into the middle of the Northern Territory. Let them deal with it face to face. Yeah. Let them say, well, here are the problems. What are we going to do about it? Uh, for the people in remote Australia, this is still 1788 for them. I'm not yeah. talking about the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, it's, and I don't mean that in the cruel sense. I mean, it's 1788 in terms of nothing's changed. Mm. Nothing's, nothing's, nothing's happened. They talk about education and housing and health. But, okay, get the education. Where are the jobs? What do they do? Again, like that other story just now. Lots of questions, but nobody seems to have answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. They don't know what to do. You're exactly right. One last one before we go. The ABC is under fire from um, Antoinette Latif, who's a media broadcaster who was let go in the middle of a casual stint performing over summer because of posts that she uh, put on social media, which were negative towards Israel. Um, she's taking the ABC on and says it's a toxic environment to work. And a second employee has left the ABC yes, today, right? Uh, that's correct. I'm just looking. I just had it in my hand a minute ago uh, during the ad break. But, yes, a, a second one um, has decided to pull the pin using the, exactly the same language. Uh, I think she's Lebanese of Lebanese extraction, saying it's a, a toxic work environment. Noor Haider, a political that, reporter in the uh, Parliament House Bureau in Canberra. That's the one. But look, some of these journalists, Chris, need to get over themselves. Uh, this is the DEI stuff. Everything's about race. She was sacked for her social media postings over Israel Hamas. This is a, a public broadcaster. So what she's doing now, she's going to the... Uh, the the the, um, the uh, parliamentary body, the government body, uh, what's their name? The uh, doesn't matter. Uh, Some tribunal. To, There's plenty but, of them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's all about deflection, saying like, we know why you got fired, lady, but she's saying, no, 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 no. It's about race, and it's about my background, my culture, and all the rest of it. It was nothing to do with any of that. No. It was all to do with her social media postings, and it is that simple. It's not complicated. But see, these people are so indoctrinated by their uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or their division, their exclusion, and their indoctrination, as I call it, that they can't imagine that their demise couldn't possibly be for any other reason yeah. than race. Yeah, That's the way they see That's the prism. And the problem is this is right through boardrooms now. Mm. It's big in America and it's coming here. Even that Woolies business, that's part of it, I'm, I'm assuming. Yep. So we've just got to be so careful of all of that stuff. And we need to get some leadership in both parties, solid leadership who says, no, we're not going to have this anymore. If universities want to go with the DEI, we're going to defund the universities. It's got to be that brutal. Otherwise, this, this, this cancer will metastasize.
You've got the last word. I've run out of time. Thank you so much for your time, Jim Ball. We'll catch up very soon. Thanks so much, Chris. Good on you. Thank you, Jim Ball, who is one of our regular guests on the program and looking forward to having him on once again. I've got to get out of here and make way for Dean Mackin. You have a fabulous weekend. If you've still got Friday to come, I hope your Friday goes fine. I'll start my weekend right now. I'm looking forward to that. We'll catch up with each other on Monday at the same time. This is Chris Smith on TNT. TNT.